Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy probably Rob, before I ask you how you're doing, we have pressing news literally happening as we press record. Both The Telegraph and Sky reporting that Gilfie Sigurdsson is in fact going to Everton in a deal worth 45 million pounds. What is your immediate takeaway? Um, I was hoping he passes his physical, um, that is medical first, and then we could see where where and when he plays, you know, see, see if they rush him into the lineup to get in for this week or next week. Um, but it's, it's a great move for, for Gilfie Sigurdsson. He's a phenomenal fantasy player because that, that is what we're talking about here. We're talking about fantasy assets and just look at what Everton has in, in the uh, the old fishing tackle box. You know, they, they have things around him that they have two strikers, you know, Sandro and, and Wayne Rooney, who looks kind of revitalized. Um, they've got good wing play and, you know, he's going to basically just slide right into that number 10 role and basically make Ross Barkley, which is sad because he's the, you know, our, our most hated, hated person to talk about on this show. <laughs> He's going to make him obsolete, maybe. But you know, it, it's a great, it's a great move for Everton. It's a great move for Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um, I just hope that his immediate return, his price isn't awesome. But you know, given what's a, given what team he's going to, he's going to a better offensive team than he was at Swansea. So the eight point five price tag doesn't doesn't look too bad right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's also leaving a vacancy at Swansea. A lot of us expected this to happen, which is why. Many people were so high on Tom Carroll, including ourselves. Uh, do you think that's still the play there and that Swansea will still be able to uh, score goals throughout the season? Well, let's put it this way. If if you were a believer like myself and you were all preseason in Tom Carroll, guess what? Tom Carroll becomes an awesome, awesome fantasy asset right now at 4.5, period. Yeah. And while, just while we're on 4.5s, um, pretty impressed by uh, what we saw from Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Um in his match for Crystal Palace, got the start there. No Zaha probably means he keeps starting there. Um, but the important uh, news again here is that Sigurdsson will be joining Everton. You mentioned Ross Barkley. Everybody assumed that he was going to end up at Tottenham because they were basically the only team interested. Um, the the player that he's meant to be brought in to replace long-term is Moussa Dembele. Mm-hmm. But that replacement is meant to be due to age, not because he's actually better yet. Better, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not better than Eriksen. He's not better than Ali. I don't think he's better than Son. Um, so, yeah, I agree with no. you. I think if he goes to Tottenham, he would definitely have to earn his way into the team, and I don't think it would be a short period of time. Yeah. Um, other news and notes. Uh, weirdly, Manchester City played a friendly today. Um, <laughs> I sent out a tweet that said, how convenient that Manchester City have let us know all the players that won't play next Monday. Um, they do have a, a long stretch before their Premier League match because they aren't playing on Saturday uh, at all. But... Um, the players that I think are most of note here, uh, Danilo, Stones, Sané, Bernardo Silva, uh, and Raheem Sterling. Do you think that because it is a long time, one of those may still get the start, or are you as concerned as I am that 
being willing to play these players in a friendly yeah. after the season has started may make the, it unlikely that they do get the start. I think this was just uh, you know a day to get out and run. You know, basically they would be practicing on Tuesdays anyway. So having a, a you know a friendly like this and you know getting money from it because that's basically what it all comes down to is them you know making money by playing a friendly. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see anything in it. I don't I don't even take anything to heart of who played just as long as nobody got hurt. That's the main the main you know the byline of the whole whole mm-hmm. thing. As long as nobody got hurt in the friendly. Um, yeah, I'm not buying much of anything until I see, you know, I want to see cities line up three or four times consecutively in the Premier League before I start making an assumption on things like who's going to be used here and there and when. And then whenever they, whenever they get everybody healthy, because, you know, Benjamin Mendy is still uh, injured. So we still don't know where he's going to plug and play or, you know, if he's going to come off the bench, if he's going to start Danilo, same same thing. Um, you know, and then you still have the Silvas and then you have Raheem Sterling. There's a lot of it, like moving parts there to when City actually forms a, a, a starting 11 that you can consistently watch, uh, you know, for 30 to 32 games, you know, as a co- cohesive unit. I, I'm not buying it until I start seeing a, a consistent pattern in starting. Yeah, it, it's uh, definitely difficult. And I think Pep Guardiola will continue to be one of the most frustrating managers for fantasy owners um another big note from the weekend zaha who a lot of people thought would have kind of his breakout year this year even though i think he already had it last year um picks up an injury sounds like he'll be out for around a month uh obviously people at his price range uh immediately you have willian and aaron ramsey who both contributed last weekend are you looking to shift to one of them or is this one of those situations where you'd rather upshift or downshift uh i think this is your perfect time if you own uh Zaha to shift down to maybe someone in the the five 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 even you know a, an on point Granite Shaka who I'm not going to say that I liked them for a reason this year but Kevin can say I did <laughs> um, Granite Shaka um, but yeah I mean there's a lot of five options or five point five options out there this is a time that I think that if if you had seven dot seven invested in, in Zaha you got to get him out because this price is going to go down tomorrow. Um, because everybody's basically, you know, pulling the cord and jumping off of him. Uh, I would probably shift completely way down on him. Uh, go to go to a useful but not fantastic, you know, five player. Maybe like an Amre Chan or a Granite Chaka five at five six. Bank that money. Um, wait two more weeks until you're ready to wild card, and then you know shift parts accordingly after that. But it, it sucks about Zaha. I thought I I thought he was going to do or maybe exceed a little bit of what he did last year. Um, you know, I thought that in week one, I thought the week one match for, for Palace against Huddersfield was going to be going to be a fun game to watch, and it just turned out to be fun just for one team, um, <laughs> and not the one many of us expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we all we all expected Steve Mooney to do stuff, but we didn't expect it to be that you know that prominent. <laughs> but yeah, it sucks for Zaha. He's going to be out. You know, they're saying a month, so we'll wait. It's a wait and see. So if you own Wilfred Zaha, he's an immediate dump right now. Yeah, you brought up uh, Steve Mooney, who I've also heard Mounier, but I feel like that will be if there was an R there, just based on my small dose of French diction I had to take back in college. Um, but both of us were high on him in the preseason. I don't think either of us ended up keeping him, which is frustrating. Uh, but are you buying in now after this result, or do you think maybe this was a little too good and you want to wait and see still? Uh, I've actually already bought him back in. He is going back. Uh, he's going to be going up. By the time people listen to this tomorrow, he's already going to be up. He's going to be at 6.1. Um, I have brought him in already. I dropped Benteke. And basically the advice I just gave you, 
is what exactly what I did. I brought in Mooney and banked the, the difference between him and Benteke. So fair enough. Um, the rest of the team week, the rest of the team of the week um, ended up being Russell Zonka, Ben Davis, Hagazi, Jaka, Salah, McTarian, Erickson, Vokes, Vardy, and Lukaku. Are there any players in there that you think are not legit going forward? Um, well, I mean, we we could talk about the def- some of the defenders there. You know, you know, we could talk about Mateus Jurgensen, aka Zonka, uh, Zilly Zonka, <laughs> Zilly Zonka. It, I, I, that's I, I texted you before, and I was like, that's the weirdest nickname I've ever heard for somebody <laughs> named Mateus Jurgensen. Um, I, I I didn't find out the you know the where it started, and it probably makes sense. But uh, maybe his Mima couldn't say his name or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, I I question that to see. I mean, but you're buying in at such a uh, you know a small you know price there at four dot five. So I mean, to and, call and that's it what legit, we were talking about. Is there weren't to, enough four dot five guys? And in this week's team of the week, we have two four dot five defenders. Yeah, and then Hagazi. Um, this is an interesting debate. You know, uh, West Brom only played with three three at the back, and. Um, Two of their guys are unhe- aren't healthy, Gareth McCauley and Johnny Evans. So it'd be interesting to say that Hagazi is legit and going forward he's going to start. But, you know, McCauley was arguably their best defender last year, maybe in the same discussion as Craig Dawson. And John- Johnny yeah, Evans yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Evans is their best defender. And Johnny Evans is their captain. So Johnny Evans, when he's fit and healthy, he's coming back into the squad. Yeah. So. Uh, so, so somebody from the starting three that played last week, Kagazi, Dawson, or Nayom, is going to be sitting. And Nayom had a great game. I don't know if anybody watched it, but nobody paid attention because Kagazi got all the all the publicity because he scored. So, yeah. but but Nayom had a great game. And you know, McCauley is a great goal scorer, and Dawson is a is an adequate defender for for a Premier League defender. So, I mean, it's going to yeah. be interesting once everybody gets healthy to see if he actually stays in in the starting eleven for for the baggies. Yeah, um, our West Bromwich Albion representative on the EPL show um, from 1878 WBA on Twitter, go check that out, um, <clears throat> said that he thinks Higazi keeps his spot. I tried to follow up and see who he thinks drops because of it. Uh, didn't hear back in time, but the, the consensus over there is that he is going to be a starter, at least in the short yeah. term. Um, I mean, it's weird because you know West Brom's already pushed Chris Brunt up the pitch, mm-hmm. so they don't have another space there because I don't think he's, gonna, he's not going to take out Chris Brunt because Chris Brunt is a good facilitator on the wide side. Um, you know, I mean, they basically West Brom basically plays with you know with six midfielders basically is what they do. So I mean, yeah. can Hagazi push up the field? Possibly. Well, he did have the most shots on target of yeah. all defenders last week. So, so. so I mean, it's a Maybe. it's a possibility. Yeah. You know, but Tony yeah, Pulis is a crazy guy. He's gonna see he's gonna see something shiny and probably keep inserting it into the lineup. So I could see Hagazi moving up the pitch and then having McCauley and Johnny Evans you know fill the back line with mm-hmm. Dawson. And then having that be their flat three, and then have a Gazi move up to like a wide rink, wide like a Moses or like a Marcus Alonso role. Mm, interesting. Well, that would obviously benefit fantasy owners if that were to happen. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Still getting those clean sheets, um, but you don't have to panic on him. His price already went up. You already missed it. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't worry about forcefully bringing him back in. I'd say you know you can give it another week or two. We we mentioned in the preseason that West Brom have loads of good early fixtures. So there's mm-hmm. no emergency here. Just kind of keep an eye on it and see what happens. Um, but as I said, at least some West Bromwich Albion sites believe uh, that Hagazi will be starting, at least in the near future. Um, four of those people mentioned Hagazi, who we definitely just mentioned. Jaka, Salah, and Vardy are the noted price ups thus far. What are your thoughts on them and anybody that may be heading up soon? Um, 
Salah is interesting. Uh, owned in twenty seven percent of leagues right now. Liverpool's next three after their 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 you know their qualifier today. Uh, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, and then they play City. It's not an easy schedule. I'm not going to say it is, but Liverpool is a team to to score and be scored upon. So from a fantasy perspective, you're not really worried because most of their investment is all on an offensive basis. So the Firminos, the Manis, the Salahs are all buys. They're all still buys because Liverpool is still going to put the ball in the net regardless of what happens. They're just not going to be able to to defend very well Mm. and give up goals. Um, Shaka is who I thought he was going to be in the preseason. He is who I thought he was. He, he is, yeah, exactly. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect him to get two assists, and yes, they did come late. But um, he's, his price, one, he's 12.1% owned. Arsenal's next three are Stoke, Poole, and, and Bournemouth. So, yeah. And you I know mean, like how far forward he was getting at times. Absolutely, and he took a ton of shots, and he's going to continue to take a lot of shots. He did that at the end of last year, which would have led me to believe that I thought that he would be more of a fantasy provider this year. So at 5.6, he's still a buy for me. Um, if you missed the if you missed the price up, it sucks, but you did. But he's probably, you know, to, to be stupidly honest, he's going to go up again if he has another good. Game. He's going to keep going up because his price is one of those entry point defenders, uh, midfielders that you you're going to continue to buy in on because he's still a bargain at five point six and providing you with fantasy, you know, you know, ammunition behind him. Let's say, but uh, you know, I mean, the other the other, I think Jamie Vardy went up as well. So yeah. I mean, do we I do mean, we buy that? I mean, some people are. I mean, he's owned in ten point seven percent of leagues. It's good for in the top eight of fantasy strikers' own ownership. So I mean, I, I think he will have a better year this year than last year. I think the truth is somewhere in between what we saw the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's he's not the twenty plus goal scorer that we saw two years ago. And I don't think he's what the, would he have eleven last year? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he's in that. He's going to be in that like Defoe career range. Yeah, somewhere yeah. between thirteen and eighteen every season. Yeah, if, but if, if Jamie Vardy comes out and scores 18, uh, he's he's a phenomenal buy at 8.5 because that means Lester he's probably providing assists on the on the pitch as well. So you know if he's an 18 and five assist player, that's phenomenal return for an 8.5 player. So is that the same price? Would you rather have Firmino or Vardy for the next few weeks? Firmino because I know he's on penalty kicks. Yes, it prove it was proven. That is correct. And by the way, some people right before the season started tried to to poo poo the. Uh, He's on penalty kicks thing. And they're like, well, they were not competitive matches. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. but he took all of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, as you say, it was it was great that we were able to get that sorted week one, and mm-hmm. we know that that's the situation. And regardless of what happens with the Coutinho thing, oh, we should probably talk about the Coutinho thing. But regardless of what happens with that, we saw that at full flight, they are still capable of scoring plenty of goals. Um, and I think that's uh, an important thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, with the Coutinho thing. Are you concerned at all? Or, like I'm saying, were you enheartened by the fact that they were really capable of attacking at pace against Watford? I mean, I'm not really interested in Coutinho anyway because I think the assets around him are just as tangible. You know, I'd, I'd rather have the Salas or the Manes and definitely the Firmino. I know they're different positions, but the, the Coutinho thing, it doesn't doesn't really affect me. I, I, I like that they could still – they were attacking the hell out of Watford. I mean, it was basically the, – they're getting – the Hornets were getting swarmed, to, to use a bad pun. <laughs> You're better than that, man. I, I'm not. I'm really not. I love cheesy humor. I'm sorry. Anybody who actually really, really knows me in real life, um, I, I, I adore stupid humor. I, I like, love the, the four-year-old – like. Kid jokes, I love them, and I'll say them at the stupidest times. And guess what? You say them at the right time, things happen. 
Things happen. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, with, with Liverpool, I'm not too concerned. I was last week and felt it was a very dangerous decision because all that Coutinho news broke on last Friday, which yeah. was as Rossos were about to lock, which Basically. was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have Mane and, and Firmino on my team, and it seemed like uh, they are both capable of contributing whether or not they have uh, the little Brazilian in there as well. Um, we are going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, starts and maybe sits. We'll explain maybe. on the other side of the break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, we're back. The reason we tease the starts and maybe sits is that for me, and I'd love to get your take before we get into these, you should not be selling any players unless they are hurt or suspended. Mm-hmm. Because, well, <laughs> there's a caveat to that. You should not have made a week one team for only week one. You should have made your first your your first team of the season with the thought that there are more than one match in the season. That You have to at least look at the first five fixtures. We talked often in the preseason about specifically defensive players and goalkeepers who had really good first ten matches so that you can just set them. You don't have to worry about it. So I understand that people wanted more from Kevin De Bruyne. I get that people thought that Harry Kane was going to score from the jump. I was always nervous. That's why he wasn't in my team. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that Kane is the most transferred out player um, without an injury or suspension I think is... Telling yeah. and overreactionary because he looked very good. Um, just wasn't able to put the ball in the net. So that's why I'm not doing sits. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not doing sits because I don't think you should be sitting or selling any player that you believed in at the start of the season based off of one performance. I um, I am completely in agreement with you. The the knee the knee jerk reactions for making transfers this early are like abominable. Um you know, there's only one reason that you make a transfer to get someone out that you started from the season is because you're stuck with uh, a Wilfred Zaha or somebody that's injured. But there's nobody really that's injured right now that you could really say besides Zaha that you – all right, I don't want to downshift too far off of Zaha, but I want to go up from Zaha. So Kane, Kane is probably the, the, the likable match here because I think Zaha and Kane were probably owned you know, uniformly. So people who have Zaha are, you know, biting the bullet and need that extra million dollars to go from Zaha to McTarian and then Kane to Lukaku. 
it's not really a bad trade-off if you think about it. That's the only reason I'm I'm condoning someone to you know to to go out and go crazy and trade an asset that they, they believed in in the front you know the first beginning of the season, because if you're stuck with Zaha, you kind of have to trade him out because by the time he comes back, he's going to go down in price three or four times. You know, he's not somebody you're going to be sitting on. But the problem is that you want a fantasy asset that you can build up from, and that starts at 8.0 for right now. That everybody that's on a on a lateral basis of expectations, you know, Mctarian isn't Mctarian is basically. Is the guy? I think that he's basically transferred in the most because I don't think I think if you have Zaha, I don't think you have enough money to go to go to a Salah or you know anybody you know an Erickson or an Ali or even a De Bruyne. So I think that you're you're sacrificing Kane to get Lukaku, but Zaha gets you Mkhitaryan. So that's the only thing that I would say from a fantasy perspective that you're looking at from a transfer transfer move mm-hmm. is is if you're stuck with someone who's hurt, Wilfred Zaha, you need the extra money to go up to a midfielder of use, Mkhitaryan. And Kane is the Kane is the sacrificial lamb. That's why I think his transfers out right now at, are at ninety five thousand for for the week. Yeah, uh, I just realized that I want to entirely change my opinion. Everybody panic sell on Kane so his price goes down. Yeah, absolutely, I I, <laughs> I said that two weeks ago. I'm not buying Kane, and I hope he didn't score. So everybody who rostered him, you know, the thirty seven percent of people that had him for the first week of games dropped him because I wasn't even planning to look at him before week three yeah. after the Chelsea match. And, and he may score, but that's fine because guess what? He's already gone down nine percent in ownership, so that's fine by me. Keep going, keep keep, <laughs> keep keep dropping him. Everybody at home, go to your computer right now. Drop Harry Kane. Drop that price. <laughs> that would definitely be something that I would enjoy. Um, okay, so now on to my buys. I just realized there's a note that I want to bring up with you, but we'll just do it oh. after the segment. Cause we just I like said, notes. We do this. Um, so my buys include Steve Mooney up front. Uh, oh. We d- we done told you. During the mm-hmm. preseason, um, yeah. neither of us did it because we're, we're, we're both dumb. And I sincerely thought about having two separate teams, one yeah. where I just do all the things I tell other people to do and one with my own team. And I have a feeling that that first one would do much better. Um, but as we mentioned at the time, uh, Mooney, a.k.a. Mounier, a.k.a. that Huddersfield guy, was we, top we 10 need, in goals. We actually, we, actually need to, we actually need a better nickname for him. We need like <laughs> – because his, his nickname sounds like you're flashing somebody. How about the Terrier Flasher? Or the or or the Moon Man, ooh. Well, I was trying to incorporate Huddersfield, so the Terrier yeah. Flasher, hmm, mm. the Flashing Terrier. Who? If anybody has a better name for Steve Mooney? Tweet us. Yeah, at let F- us know. Yeah, tweet us at EPL Index. Yeah, give us give us all your uh, give us suggestion. We're looking for a Steve Mooney, Mooney, Noon, uh, you know, fantasy name. Yeah, the the terrifying Terrier. I don't know. There's there's something here. Let us know. The um, but the point is, he was top 10 in goals last year in Liga um, with 14, and he still only faces one top 10 defense in the next five matches. That's from last year. We obviously don't know who's actually good yet this season because 10 teams kept clean sheets. So it's a little early to judge on that. But based on last season's um, uh, final standings and statistics, only one top 10 defense in the next five matches. Uh, in midfield, I talked about him last week, and I, I wish I'd committed more to it, uh, but Christian Eriksen who has the most assists with two, most shots as well. So if any of those go in, <laughs> all of a sudden you're having that Della Ali conversation again. Because I, I, and I think I mentioned this last week, I totally get why everybody's going Ali over Erickson, because mm-hmm. goals are worth more than assists. That is the main reason why Ali is as heavily owned as he is. But Erickson's creativity has always been stronger, and the fact that he's still getting shots off is very promising. Um, so for me, I think it is possible if not advised 
to go with both of them right now. If, if you are in a vacuum and don't have a team limit and don't know who's on which team and you looked at the stats of both of them, not many people would shy away from owning both. Well, that's actually funny because I was actually going to interject when you when you said Christian Eriksen here because I actually had a question that I wanted to touch on earlier and we just never got got mm-hmm. around to it. It I because you're the Spurs guy, we you love Spurs. You are the best Spurs guy I know. Um, I was actually going to ask: Is it advisable that the fantasy returns for Ali and Eriksen are amicable enough that you could possibly own both? Yeah, especially if you're somebody that wants to downshift from Kane. Which we told you to because we want this price to drop. <laughs> um, then yeah, if you want to have three Tottenham players, which you probably should since they keep having the best defense and last year they mm-hmm. also had the best attack. Um, having a davis Ali Erickson trio is not alarming to me. And the only matchup we were really worried about in their first five was Chelsea. And they have mm-hmm. no players left. So I, I have no issues. Oh, and by the way, when they played in the FE Cup semifinal, which obviously went Chelsea's way, who were the two big performers for Tottenham? Yeah, we know. Erickson and Ollie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, I, I have no it's problem. Al- it's, almost, it's almost criminal how, like, Christian Erickson is, is 9.5, same price as Sadio Mane, Della Ali, you know, less cheaper than Kevin De Bruyne, but he's owned, like, in 16.4% of leagues, whereas Mane's owned in 24%, Salah's owned in 27 De Bruyne's owned in 296 and Della Ali's owned in 38% of leagues. Yeah. I mean, it's because of this exact issue. I, I can't think of any other reasonable explanation for why people will be so low on a player that had 20 assists last year. Yeah, 36 in his last in the last two seasons. Now 38, 38 with this with this game with this first game last. Yeah. I mean, if you want consistency, that's 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 where it is. Ridic- that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I I know people you know they don't they don't really love Christian Eriksen. He doesn't score goals, but guess what? 20 assists is still freaking sexy. And he did still have eight goals. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like yeah. I, I, that's the only criticism I hear about him is that he doesn't score enough goals. Yeah. But people love Kevin De Bruyne, and he only had six goals. So, yep. and only one more assist. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't, I don't get what people are. Yes, I'm giving everyone permission to to double up on Spurs when you have a chance because I think there's enough fantasy asset there. The only problem is that with the with the handicapping of the three players, you, you're you're stuck with a conundrum because do you want two midfielders and Harry Kane? Which is a lot, a lot of money to invest in a Spurs team, but yes, they do score goals. Or do you want two midfielders and a defender like a Ben Davis or a Toby or you know Danny Rose when he gets back in yeah. healthy or, or a, a Kyle Walker Peters, Kyle Walker Peters, <laughs> or Sadio Mane Peters, who's just been signed by Spurs today. <laughs> um, there is a whole bunch of Tottenham rumor stuff. We won't inundate yeah, no. you with that. We we're don't, not a rumor we, show. We're a fantasy show. We don't. Yeah. So if, if something happens, we'll talk about it. But man, the a, only, lot of, a lot of the only rumor. Around. The only rumor you need to know is we're good at fantasy. <laughs> Probably. Uh, and that's closer to fact than rumor. Um, in defense, um, I have Ryan Bertrand, who uh, I jumped on at the last second. Not the last second. That was like two weeks ago. But as soon as Trippier got injured, um, I swipped, switched over to Ryan Bertrand because of the easy matches uh, that we've mentioned several times now. Uh, only two top ten attacks in their first ten matches is a pretty tasty way to start the season. Um, mm-hmm. He also... Uh, had the most chances created and was top five in successful crosses among uh, defenders last week. Oh, and, you know, kept a clean sheet, as many of us expected. As I said, lots of good matchups. Um, I think people are overbuying on the Ben Davis hype. He does not get that for forward that often. It was a great finish, taking mm-hmm. nothing away from him. But there's a reason why I haven't always been the first onto that Davies bandwagon. Um, 
but I really like what I saw out of Bertrand Cedric was very attacking as well. It was actually ahead in accurate crosses ahead of his teammate, but both of them are in the top five, so it's not exactly an issue. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all good shouts. Like, this is probably the first start set of the year, so if this is your first season listening to us. Kevin likes to go more, you know, accurate guys, like guys that are knotted on. I like to go guys that are completely wonky and crazy, <laughs> that are like ownership darlings. Um, so uh, I'll start in the back. Uh, Newcastle, they play Huddersfield this week. So it's an interesting matchup of two promoted squads. The thing that jumps out to me is, Kevin, what does Newcastle have that no other team has at a 4.0 price tag? Uh, starting goalkeeper? No. They actually have a defender that got minutes last week and is going to oh, continue to see minutes. Chancel Mbemba, 4.0. Oh, yeah. yeah, they had to bring him on. Yep. No Lejeune, no Phil Dummett for the foreseeable future for the Newcastle team. At 4.0, Chancel Mbemba is the new 4-buck Chuck on defense. Hey. Uh, anybody who wants to look at stats or whatever, he's the only 4.0 defender that actually got minutes in week one only because people got hurt, but that doesn't matter because going forward he's going to get minutes. Chancel Mbemba, go at him. Uh, through the midfield, we've talked about Liverpool. We've talked about how they're going to score and they're going to do things and, and such like that. Um, one uh, guy, for the I think, record, I do think, I'm looking at it, I think he was the only 4-0 goalkeeper to start, though. So I was oh, also yeah. right. Oh, you're also right. So Kevin just needs a <laughs> pat on the back because oh, he's, he's lonely. But, uh, so everyone's, everyone in Liverpool is getting you know, a good, good look. You know, Salah is getting 27% of the love. Mane, 24% owned. You know, even Firmino is is at 24% now. Um, one guy I'm looking at, and he seems like he's a Klopp guy, and he's actually jumped Jorginho Wijnaldum in, in ownership. That's Omre Chan at 5.0. Uh, he got an assist last week. I always look for minimal investments into viable offenses. Omre Chan is that, is that option. He seems to be playing more of a, a wide-sided role instead of a center role this year, which he's playing in this game that I'm currently watching right now. So if that's indi- any indicator, that assist last week may not be, you know, uh, you know an abomination. Uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Wow. Rel- reliable? I don't know. No, I'm completely blanking. So I'm going to have to start. An aberration? Over. There you go. Hey, I, but I thought more. that was... I almost said that. I almost I, that's the word I thought I wanted to say, but I thought it was like, wait, that means like it's a ghost. <laughs> no, that's an apparition. Yeah, see? Thank you. <laughs> um, but I got stuck. So Omre Chan at 5.0, ownership still 7.9. I'm looking at guys who are entry level guys into high scoring teams. Omre Chan is that guy at 5.0. Up front, I like what I saw from Marcus Rashford. I know he's 7.5. I know United still has Romelu Lukaku. I know Martial came on late and scored. But I'm going to make this stupid analogy and, and hope it makes sense. He is Manchester United's Shinji Okazaki, period, hmm. at 7.5 on a United team. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. He's, he's their version of Shinji Okazaki. He's not going to play the whole game. He's only going to get like 70 minutes, and then he's going to get subbed off. But in that 70 minutes, he's going to do things that make him a fantasy, not asset, but someone you could keep an eye on. And at 7.5, someone to keep an eye on. Yeah. Sit. Period. We'll just let that sit. Um, Period. The thing that I wanted to talk about, you can't, you can't spice us, man. Um, the thing that I wanted to bring up with you earlier, as you are a Chelsea fan, which I only thought of when you mentioned that I was a Tottenham fan, is that A, they play this weekend, and B, 
There are no fit or unsuspended players at Chelsea. Ugh. What what are you expecting out of the players that remain? And do you think Christensen and whoever plays in midfield will be fantasy relevant? Um, no. Um, I think Chelsea... Bakayoko isn't fit right, yet, right? No, he's not. He's so not who on earth is going to play in central midfield? Oh, David Luiz. They're going to move him up the pitch. Christensen will slide in behind him. Okay. They'll go Rudiger and Azpilicueta wide to him. Alonzo oh, and Moses will be back from suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Moses wow. on the yeah. So that it'll be Rudiger, Christensen, Aspulucueta. They they may actually put Aspulucueta in the center. So, but just because he's more of a leader, he's more of a lead. They need someone to, to lead the, the line there. Rudiger has only seen one game of Premier League game, and Christensen got his debut. So, I mean, Aspul seeing Aspul, but it doesn't really matter because they shift around. They're going to match up because it is a Spurs team. And and it's funny in previous matches, Aspulquete has matched up with Kane one on one, so it does happen. And then he gets shifted off to Del Ali because he's probably their best man marking defender. But it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like we're going to see guys, you know, we'll probably see you're going to have to see Jermaine Boga again. Uh, you know, who had like set. a twenty minute appearance before yeah. Cahill got sent off. Yeah, we're going to see. I, oh, I also assume you aren't holding on to any of these guys. No, no, I don't. I currently don't own any any Chelsea player. Uh, the only player that I would say that you could possibly own and maybe even enjoy this week is David Luiz at 6.0 because he may move into the, a, a more of a midfield role uh, and sit next to Conte. Uh, but but Murata is the only other uh, fantasy option to own on Chelsea right now until we until we actually see them as a, a, a unified starting eleven and form like a Chelsea Voltron when Hazard is back. Uh, yeah, there's there's nothing there I'm looking at. Defensively, I don't trust anybody. Alonso's too too high priced to even worry about because if the, if he doesn't get a clean sheet, that's half of his points gone already. So, yeah. you know, yeah, he may score goals, but guess what? You want him for clean sheets and goals, not just, you know, goals. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I think those are all excellent points. Um, Why, well, thank you, Kevin. As a, as a Tottenham fan and FPL analyst, I am not shying away from Tottenham because of this situation. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm, I would. If, if you're looking to to attack this the, the Chelsea you know team, this I'm all for it. I think that Chelsea they're going to give up goals, and I think they they probably break through with one. I don't see their I don't see them as a multiple team this week, mm. but but Spurs could possibly probably net you two or three. Yeah, and based on the fact that uh, Chelsea do have a lot of pace. Oh, and I think Pedro is set to be back. That's that's yeah. iffy, but it looks like it at this point in time. Um, Tottenham do struggle with pace sometimes, so I could see this being a, a, just a defense ruining one-one, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't really benefit anyone. But um, keep an eye on that. Now, uh, I would say let's quickly go through our teams, but I just remembered I'm not going to make any changes this week. Um, you are, despite having far more points than me last week. I ended on 83. I think you had 90 some. 95. Yeah. And so, uh, what was your move again? Uh, I went uh, Benteke to Mooney. All right. Fair enough. And who are you looking to captain this week? Uh, I probably I'm probably keeping it on. I had it on Firmino last week, and that that seemed to do very well. Um, there's a lot of good options. I like De Bruyne this week against Everton. I don't. I, I can see him actually doing something. I'm not saying he's going to do an abundance of things, but I think he, he could probably get on the get on the tally sheet with a goal or an assist. Um, you know, everybody. Lukaku is a great shout. They're playing at Swans. Swans is now going to be in the news because Sigurdsson is probably going to be gone. Um, their defense is blah. Um, 
It's it's the Lukaku Alfie Mawson show. So if anybody's looking forward to that, <laughs> um, set your dials to the Alfie Mawson Lukaku show. <laughs> Just um, like a boxing promo, Mawson versus yeah. Lukaku. Yeah, and I don't think I don't I don't think I'd captain any any a Spurs player like if you had Ali Erickson or Kane. I don't think I'd 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 do them. Um, there's nobody re- really on the secondary level like that I would own like a Pogba or you know Salah. I I I'd probably stick to either Firmino. There's going to be goals this week. There's there's some good matchups that actually have goals. Liverpool takes on Crystal Palace. You know, Arsenal takes on Stoke. Um, City plays Everton. Uh, there's going to be goals this week. So I mean, basically, it's the beginning of the season. I, I don't be up to be too, don't be too obtuse. Just just go chalk here, and it's probably one of your three highest priced players is the best option to put it on. That's probably the best advice I can give anybody. Hmm. Um, yeah, as I said, my my team has remained unchanged. Bringing in Aguero um, re- and replacing Kane led me to putting the armband on Aguero. Uh, turns out I would have been slightly better off had I given it to Firmino, but Aguero's three captain points certainly didn't... Um, or sorry, his three bonus points certainly did not hurt <laughs> as captain. So it still ended up being a fairly fruitful day. I think I have a little more faith in this Everton defense uh, than you do. Um <laughs> this is going to be a tough matchup, and I would not be surprised if City score. Um, but as we were saying with the Chelsea-Tottenham match, I'm not sure if City are going to get multiples. Uh, they were just knocking on the door the whole match uh, last week against Brighton. Um, but Everton have made good good improvements in defense. I, admittedly, I do not like the idea of Jaggy Elka and Williams in a back three. Because one of the crucial things in a back three is the mobility of the center backs. And mm-hmm. that is... Not how I would describe either of those gentlemen. Yeah. Michael um, Keane is the only one that can move. <laughs> that is correct, uh, which is a little concerning. But having Schneiderlin and Guy in front of them is about as good a, a one-two shield punch as you'll find. Mostly because only them and West Brom really use two shielding players. Most yeah. other teams want a little bit more creativity out of those positions. Um, man, I, I think I'm. I think I'm going to swap to Firmino. You know, I'm, I typically stick with the guy that brought me. And Aguero mm-hmm. certainly did nothing to get dropped, but having seen what Huddersfield did to Palace and what Everton were able to do last week defensively, I, I think this it's enough for me to shift over. Oh, also, um, not a move, but a thing worth noting. I'm keeping Jay Rodriguez. I've seen some people are already transferring him out for Mooney, which makes sense um, considering the point tallies. But mm-hmm. Jay Rodriguez had a very good match for uh, West Bromwich Albion. He had the most shots on target in the league. Um Yes, there is an issue with created chances at West Brom, but <laughs> worth noting that Chadley did not start in this one, um, which obviously will help because they do not have that many creative players. So as soon as they miss one, like they they struggled without Phillips last year, you know, you need both of them on the pitch to really get a good barometer. But I am not swapping off Jay Rodriguez just yet. As I said, I believed in this team week one. No reason to stop believing in them now. The the player that I think is closest to his way out in my team is Willian, just because of the p- uh, potential imminent return of Hazard. Tottenham is not an easy matchup. Uh, then probably the second one for me would be Bertrand, who will immediately become Trippier the second he is back in fit. But but as as for now, I'm fine just kind of letting it ride. I like the composition of my team, and, and like I said, don't really see much need to change it after one week. Yeah, I agree. I'm in agreement with you, Kevin. Yeah. You are you are a knowledgeable dude, so I'm just I'm just banging my head with it. Ding ding dong, little Dr. Dre. Keep your head ringing. <laughs> that is a reference. Um, 
<laughs> who who all is on your bench at the moment, by the way? I have uh, Carol. Uh, oh wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold. I'll do mine while you're checking. Uh, I still have Rob Elliott and Net, who is a Ford Auto goalkeeper that's facing Huddersfield this week. Um, also have Tom Carroll against United. He's on my bench. Fosu Mensa, which uh, you know I was said very promising things about last week. Then we found out that he was going to get the start, so brought him in. Uh, he he did play well. He had a last ditch recovery challenge that prevented it from being four nil. Um, but obviously, the way they looked last week against Liverpool, which we have already mentioned from the other direction, pretty concerning. Also, my Ford Auto that I changed to because of you, Kevin Long, did not start in uh, uh, because of Stephen Ward, who then scored a great goal. So that one did not go the way I would have liked. But as one of my Ford Auto players, not really uh, feeling the need to swap him out anytime soon. Yeah, on my bench, I have uh, Hennessy as my backup goalkeeper. I have Granite Chaka. Tom Carroll and uh, the aforementioned four dollar. Ooh, uh, do you have Shaka Mullen. left on your bench? Yeah, I never played him because I have Pogba, Ali, and Bruyne. As Wait, my are you not playing four midfielders? No, I have Mooney, Firmino, and Lukaku up top. Mooney against Newcastle. Come on, man. All right. Do you, man? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna do me. Listen, but that's fine because do your heart. That's fine because I'm going with four defenders. So if one of them doesn't play, or yeah. True. I'm set up in shock. I'll be my first. Fair enough. First up. Because you know me, I'm a big proponent of having one useful player on your bench. You do believe that. That's true. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks so much, Rob, for coming on. Uh, this oh, is, this is my a bit pleasure. of a shorter one. You you have... Uh, I got things, man. You got, you got things. <laughs> not, those, <laughs> not those kind of things where I make a loud noise that, that disrupts cats and children. Are you sure? On the street. He's got... Thanks. I got thanks. How about I got that? Thanks Is that deep. better? It's way better and creepier. <laughs> He's got things. Yeah, but uh, so keep <laughs> so find find me and Kevin on Twitter once we give you our handles. Shoot us with some questions. We're always around to uh, lend a guiding hand. We're like the seeing eye of fantasy Premier League. Yep, but but my my holding answer, if you ask me who to swap out, will be don't don't wait. <laughs> If you Don't have other make, questions. <laughs> it's week two. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Preach. Yes, you want to capitalize on being having your team be 107.4 value-wise by you know the time January hits. But relax. You're messing it up for everybody else by making knee-jerk reactions. <laughs> Don't don't make transfers before Thursday or Friday. Yeah, period. Just just settle. Everything everything's gonna be alright, although man, it did hurt not having Lukaku. Oh, yeah. that, how about that as a parting parting topic? If you don't have Lukaku, uh, mm. do you just wait you're it out? Lose. You're gonna lose. <sighs> yeah, he's a, he's he's the damned if you do, damned if you don't. There are just that. too many good forwards this year. Yep, yep. And there's a couple that are moderately priced. Yep. So you know, there's it's gonna be a lot of squeezing. Yeah, if Vardy and Firmino are um, reliable, yep. legitimate fantasy forwards this year, as well as Benteke once he gets rolling. This mm-hmm. is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it, but it's good. It's good for the parody of of the game. I it hate will be- because there will be loads of goals at replacement level. Mm-hmm. And I hate that that you know once by we get to like week like fifteen, everyone has the same team and it's like a template. And basically, you don't make up any points. Basically, yeah. you basically only make up points based on like one or two players that are different than everybody else. Yep. Be be different, people. Don't be lemmings. <laughs> that's, a key, that's a key phrase at the FPL roundtable. Don't be a lemming. 
say, uh, yeah, Rob does not believe in lemmings. Well, I guess you do believe in them. You just wish they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wish people would be there, make up their own mind and stop following everybody else. You know what? I think I think it was Gandhi that said, "Be your best you." I, I don't actually think it was him that said that, but that doesn't make it bad advice. Um, be, be, yeah, <laughs> right, you mentioned uh, telling people where they could find you, so uh, do that. You can find me on Twitter at fpl underscore mnop. Uh, you can find my soccer writings and stylings on Razball, R-A-Z-Z-B-A-L-L dot com. And me and Kevin are littered all over the place. We basically do podcasts all over this this grand universe of fantasy atrocity. <laughs> I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, my writings are over at Goal.com. You can also hear us on the new Fantrax podcast still. Waiting to find out what's going on with VIP Bet. Uh, also check out our EPL and Championship shows uh, at EPL Roundtable. Uh, one last time, he is at FPL underscore MNOP. I am at Kevroff. Send us your questions, unless they're, should I drop this guy? No, don't do no. it. No. So, with that final thought ringing in your ears, we will leave you and catch you next week. Hey. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.